which you should and I hope you do, on your notepad there, or if you take notes on your Bible, you could write these two words down. And today's message is titled, very simple, it's titled, Fix Me. How many of you are sitting next to someone right now that can say, Amen? Amen. Right, fix me. Be very careful. But fix me is, is the title of my message. And if you said amen because of the person sitting next to you right now, you need to get fixed too. That was not good. That was not nice. Unfair. But I know you're going to be blessed by this because really it's, a, it's the first time if I did or the first time in a while in which I, I, I preach a message like this off two verses just because of all the thoughts and, and everything that the Lord was stirring in me. And with the word that, with this word and what it deals with, it's the word burdensome. And I think in today's day, it's a word that we are all too familiar with, burdens and burdensome. The word burdensome means oppressively heavy. And, and I mean, do I have to give you the definition? Tito did an amazing job preaching last week, and he said, I love when Rigo gives definitions. So as I was writing the definition, I started thinking about Tito because he loves when I give definitions. So here it is, just for Tito. If you don't like definitions, this is for Tito. <laughs> burdensome. Oppressively heavy, distressing, troublesome. You're like, Duh, dude, I know what it means. Difficult to carry out or fulfill. It's taxing on you, right? Something that's taxing. And it says there's something that weighs you down. It's funny because that translation, I'm not proud of this, guys. You don't learn this in, in any kind of theological um, crowds, but I got that one in the Urban Dictionary. Bring it. That's the kind of pastor you have. Something that weighs you down. <laughs> but um, I think we could all say, yeah, all those things mean burdensome. And I could relate to that, man. And I could relate to it very closely because I know what it is to, to be burdened. And in this room, you might be able to, to grab a hold of this word and say, yep, when it deals with my finances, I know what that means. It's a burden. And some of you which don't do it could probably say, man, finances, definitely burdensome at times. For some of us, it's family problems, right? Family problems, yes, very burdensome. If you've ever gotten close enough to ministry uh, and you've been in ministry, um, you'll recognize as well ministry is very burdensome. Um, I could relate to that. It's burdensome. People, if you just do life, come on, guys, don't try to act like no one is a burden in your life. People are very burdensome at times, yes? Burden. I, I've, lost my, I've lost hours of sleep, not because I'm sick to my stomach, more because of my thoughts about, on people. People can be very burdensome at times. Work could be very burdensome. You might work with someone or for someone or with someone, right? Very burdensome. People, I mean, we could go down the list, really. Anyone want to shout one? I don't know, just for fun. Burden? Be very, seriously, be careful. Huh? Your health. Health could be very burdensome. It's good. Anyone else want to shoot one just for fun? Because it's Sunday and it's a very fun day to, to be at church. Anyone else? The, the who? The lawn. Did you just say the lawn? Your mom? Are you saying my mom? Yes. Cutting the grass. Very burdensome. Addictions. Burdensome. We get it. So, so, some of you guys are like, I want to say mine, but you don't know the burden that I'm going to go through if I say it. <laughs> so like, I'm not going to say it. Burdensome. 
The truth is, just about anything that we do in life can eventually become a burden if you let it, right? Anything. The way you look at it, the way you are, you're, 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 you, you know, everyone says, are you a, a, a half, um, half empty or a half full kind of guy when you look at the glass? Uh, so anything can become a burden eventually if you let it. And in this room, we know that there are different personalities. We have different uh, characters in this room. And everyone here has a faith because if you're here, you have some sort of faith. And everyone's faith walk is, is, is probably at a different place. And what I mean by that is, yeah, I get it. We all believe in God. But I'm not saying that though we all believe in God, we are all at the same place in our relationship with God. And that's obvious. We all might be in a different place there. Some are stronger, some are weaker, some are closer to God, some need some work because they're a little bit farther from God. But all these things can be a determining factor on how we deal with life. And not only how we deal with life, but with what becomes a burden, a burden to us. Amen? Check, check, one. A burden to us. And I think that all of you would say it's true. It's true. Uh, guys, can you put me up on the monitors or, or up on the speakers? I can't hear myself. Sorry, sorry. All right, and, and, and I looked at that and I said, man, as I was sitting on my couch, I said, here I am, and I too have experienced burdens in my life. And, and I experienced moments of burden, some moments where sometimes it, it causes you not even to, to breathe properly. Just a couple of weeks ago, it, it was a fun night. We, I mean, we went all out. You, you know you go all out when you go to bed at 3 in the morning. But you go to bed at 3 in the morning not because... You're partying and having a good time with family and friends. Three in the morning because you took a trip to the hospital because your chest felt weird and your breath felt weird. And then they tell you, oh, it's this much money and nothing's wrong with you. You know, I went over there because I thought I had something wrong with my chest a couple weeks ago. I went there. They said, you just have an inflammation on the chest wall. Nothing wrong with you. It's going to cost you about, and I'm going to leave that blank because my jaw hit the ground. And I said, oh, my God, my chest hurts a whole lot more now. And that became a burden. And I get it. I think I went to the hospital just because I could relate to burdens. I, I believe that the reason why I went to the hospital was because things were burdening my heart. Things were heavy on my heart. And, and God's teaching me how to deal with certain things in my life. And I thought that the way to deal with it is go to the hospital and do a whole bunch of checks on you to then empty out your bank account. But I get it, man. We all have been there. But there's one thing in our lives that should never become a burden to anyone in this room if we are to call ourselves followers of Christ. And that is the one thing that is never to be a burden is to keep and to obey the Lord's commandments in our lives should never be a burden. Never. His commandments in our lives should never be a burden. You know, one time Jesus is speaking to his followers and, and he tells his disciples, he says, hey, if you love me, if I were to ask you right now, how many of you love Jesus? I wonder how many of you would raise your hands. Anyone want to just stand up and say, I love Jesus? Like, just raise your hand. A lot of you, right? Look at that, a lot of hands. And Jesus kind of says, well, if you do love me, just like you just raised your hand. You know what he tells them in John chapter 14, verse 15? If you love me, Keep my commandments. Can you imagine hearing that from God? So Jesus is like, yes, you all raise your hand. You all love me. But if you do love me, 
One of the evidences that you love me is that you keep my commandments. How many of you could say amen? amen. It's biblical. It's truth. It's in the word. And then later on in the same passage of John chapter 14, he says this in verse 23 and 24. He says, if anyone loves me, he will keep my word. Did you notice the word keep? That word keep, you could also look at it and mean obey. They will keep it. They will obey my word if they love me. And that's true. That's true because we recognize that a, a, a major factor of love is obedience. And because I love someone, I will be obedient to them. Yes? So, so God says, if anyone loves me, they'll keep my word. And my Father will love them. And we will come to Him and we will make our home with Him. That's good, man. This is an edifying verse for those who love Him. For those who keep His commandments. Verse 25, he says, and he who does not love me. What is, it? is it up on the screen? What does it say next? He who does not love me does not what? It's, it's just simple. Here it is, laid out. Humanity, church, Christianity. Do you love me? Yes. Then keep my words, obey my commandments. And if you don't love me, it's obvious because you don't keep my words. You don't keep my commandments. And then he says, and the word which you hear is not mine. It's the Father who sent me. That's why this word is so important. That's why this part of service is so important. If you're close to me, you know I always say the most important part is right now, the preaching of the word of God. Because it comes from the Father. It comes from his throne. It is his book being opened up to our hearts. And he says, if you love me, you will keep. You will obey one translation says it this way. Check this out, guys. If you love me, show it by doing what I've told you. If you love me, show it by doing what I've told you. Isn't that good? Isn't that good? Listen, you may react different than me in regards to people. You may react different than me. You might handle ministry different than me. I get it. You might deal with family and family problems different than me and me different than you. Your faith may be at a different place than mine and vice versa. I get it. So, so what may be a burden to me may not necessarily be a burden to you. Do you get that? Like, like the commercials of the dogs, you know, and I know there's a lot of animal lovers. For some people, that's a burden. They put the sad dog faces and adopt the dog, and the dogs are crying, and people are on the other side of the screen, they're crying. <laughs> oh my God, I can't believe the dog is starving. I don't understand that burden. I look at that person, are you serious? I hope the next commercial is about the child that's hungry that needs food too, and see how you react. You see, everyone has a different burden somewhere. And our burdens might be different, and the way we handle it might be differently. And I get it. I'm cool with that. That's okay. But what I really want you to get today, and what the Lord was really stirring in my heart to share with you today is this, that there is one thing that we should share in common if we say we are in Jesus Christ, and that is that His words, His commandments to us never become burdensome. You should have written that down already in your notes. 
They never are to become burdensome. That whatever our differences of burdens in life may be, that we never are to get to a place where to obey the Lord is a burden in our lives. Wherever we may be in life with our burdens, that we will never be burdened by obeying the Lord. And that's pretty much the message today. I'm, I still have more stuff I'm going to tell you. But that's it. I'm just going to exhaust it now. Until you get it. And you walk out of here understanding what I mean. See, I don't have any other points. That's my point. That the Lord and following him and being obedient to him and his words, his commandments are not burdensome to us. Because life can be, and everything that we just mentioned and discussed can be, but obeying Jesus, becoming a burden, absolutely, it shall never be. How many of you could say amen? It shall never be. I've recognized something in my years as a, as a Christian, not just as a pastor, really, as a Christian, and specifically pastoring people. With respect, with reverence, but with truth, I'll share it with you. I've learned that there are so many, and so many that call themselves followers, but they base their lives on conditions. They base their walk with Christ on conditions. And what I mean by that is this. We say things like this. Well, if he does or if he gives or if he answers, then I will and I will do and I will go. And that is a very sad theology to stand in. It's a sad place to be at because that's not Christianity. Guys, if you're taking notes, here it is. Ready? Christianity is faithfulness without conditions. Christianity is perseverance without evidence. Isn't that hard? Christianity is giving without receiving. That's Christianity. All over. All over its pages. I mean, we could go down of so many other things that it is. But if God's word is in our lives, if his word in our lives or or just our relationship with Jesus, if that has become a burden, I need you to listen to me, then that is a fruit of a life whose faith was rooted in selfishness and pride rather than in surrender and in obedience. It's so refreshing to say this. It really is. It's refreshing because, because I know that there's many that serve God in selfishness and what I could get out of it and what he should do for me. And that is a wrong Christianity. It's not rooted in the Christ that I know. If you are rooted in Christ, you live a life of surrender and a life of obedience because you love him. How many of you would say that's true? Amen. If we have surrendered to the one that has redeemed and transformed our lives, then it becomes a joy and a blessing to obey Christ at his every word. Because he's redeemed us, church. He's freed us, church. So to me, to obey him, oh man, it's a privilege. It's an honor. It's like eating a full course meal. It's better than that. It's greater than any vacation spot. It's greater than any relaxation mode. For me to get to a place in my life, because I understand the redemption and the salvation and the transformation that I've experienced in Jesus, my life now is in total surrenderance and obedience to his word, to his presence. It's now a privilege to obey Jesus with our lives in all that we do. It shouldn't become a burden because we know who he is. Because we've experienced the move of his word and of his 
presence in our hearts. So church, if our hearts or if our lives have grown cold or it's become a burden to obey Christ, I want to make sure you understand this before you leave today. Christ is not the problem. If Christ has become a burden, Jesus is not the problem. We end up finding ourselves looking and we look to and we see where at times where Jesus failed, where Jesus didn't come through. And that's wrong. It's not that Jesus failed. It's not that Jesus didn't come through. It's not that Christ is the problem. In today's message, I want everyone in this church and me to recognize, I get it, Lord. I am the problem. How many of you could say, finally, someone could tell the person sitting next to me they're a problem. I'm a problem. You're a problem. They are a problem. And when we all get together, come on, take a guess. We're just a big problem. I want some, I want two. We are the problem. We're the problem that we look to, not him. To see how we lost happiness and we lost contentment in keeping and obeying his word. Here are the two verses that I'm preaching on. Ready? 1 John chapter 5, verse 3 and 4. That's it. Me and my wife have had the, the privilege in the last few weeks to study the, the book of 1 John and 2 John and 3 John together. And it's funny because we, we do, we've tried to discipline ourselves to do it on Monday nights. And she's like, are we going to stay on this, on this book forever? I was like, until we get it. We're just going to keep reading. So we've been on 1 John now for a little while. And one of the verses in our time together, me and my wife together, that stuck out is this verse right here. And it's 1 John chapter 5, verse 3. And he says, for this is the love of God. Look how he's, he's saying exactly what Jesus told him years before. For this is the love of God, that we keep his commandments, and his commandments are not what, church? What does it say? I'm not making this stuff up. His commandments are not burdensome. This is it. We love God. We keep his word, and his word is not burdensome. Remember what I told you earlier? If you love me, show it by doing what I've what? Oh, you forgot already. By what I've told you. By what I've told you, he says. So I started to think about this verse and I started to look at my life and I pray that we could look into your life together and we could say this openly, freely, and lovingly. Ready? You love God not because you tell people you love God. The truth is you love God because you show it by doing everything that he commands you to do. You love God not because you just say, I love God and I'm wearing the shirt and the chain that says I love God. But we love God as a church because we do what he says. Since when do I do what God tells me because I'm forced to or because I'm required to do it? I do what God tells me to do because it brings happiness to do what pleases the one I love. If I love my wife, I have two options every single day. I could either please her and I'm really good at aggravating her. I'm better at aggravating her, believe it or not. I'm working. God's going through that process with me. But the greatest moments of our marriage and of our day is when I recognize that when I please my wife because I just love her rather than to receive something, oh man, the fruit of that marriage is so much better. It's because I love you that I please you. Not, I'm going to please you because I kind of hate you right now, but hopefully I can receive something in return. 
That's not true love. God looks at it totally different. He says, what happened? I'm not forced. I'm not forced to love my wife. And I'm not forced to love God. And I'm not required to, if not. Listen, we need to look at it differently. It brings happiness to please the one I love. And it should bring happiness to please the one that you love. If it's the one sitting next to you, or if it's the one sitting within your heart. Please them. I'm content. It's a blessing. I'm most satisfied and happy in it, happiest in obeying him. We love him so we keep his commandments. They don't become a burden. It's not because we're forced to or obligated, but because we are in love and it brings us joy to obey him. In John chapter 8 verse 32, it says that he, he is truth and that his word is truth and it frees us. If obeying that word, obeying that truth is not burdensome, it's freeing as scripture teaches us. I'm going to leave you with something to think about. How can a word and a Christ that was meant to release a burden from us now become a word and a Christ that brings burden to us by obeying him? Biblically, that's incorrect. And biblically, that is impossible. His word teaches us that his word and his nature does not have the effect on the believer to cause a burden. There's no way you could define that biblically. So we find the answer and we solve the problem. If God's commandments, if his words in our lives become burdensome, it has nothing to do with his word, it has nothing to do with those commandments, it has everything to do with my rebellious heart. He remains deliverer. He remains freedom. And we're now stuck in a place where we look at the mirror and we see the image that stares back at us. We are sinner and I am sinner and I have caused the single most powerful thing that frees me to now become burdensome. So when I look at the mirror, who's the problem? Jesus or ego? It's me. So I recognize this. I must fix the problem of my burden to serve God, to obey God. To do this, I must fix me. I saw this quote from someone, I don't know who said it, but he says this, what I've become is so burdensome. See, Christ is not burdensome. The truth is, I am burdensome. And because I am burdensome, I must fix me. How many of you could say, me too? And that leads us to our last verse, and I'm going to end. And that leads us to the meat of everything I'm saying, and it's the next verse, 1 John chapter 5, verse 4. Look what he says. For whatever is born of God overcomes the world. And this is the victory that has overcome the world. What does this say, church? What does it say? Our faith. I'll read it one more time. 1 John chapter 5, uh, verse 4 says... For whatever is born of God overcomes the world. And this is the victory that has overcome the world. It's our faith. So when I read 1 John 5.3 and 1 John 5.4, I recognize that I truly need to be born of God. How many of you could say amen? I overcome. And I overcome this world. And I overcome all, all these burdens that I have. 
by one truth alone. And that one truth is, I need to be born of God. At the end of the day, it has everything to do with my sin. Pointing to everything to do with His goodness. I'm the problem that needs to be fixed. And I will never be able to overcome anything. If I first am not just born of God. I overcome. In my birth in Christ. So as I read verse 3 and 4, I know this. Lord, I need you, God, to fix me. And God, I don't need you to fix you. Just fix me. Just fix me. Christianity has changed in our nation. You know that, right? But not this church. Christianity has changed their theology in this nation. But not us. People come to God and they want to make Him the God that they desire. And that's never what the Word of God teaches. We don't make and we don't display a God that we want Him to be like and we want Him to function like. At the end, Christ takes a hold of us and He transforms us to His desires. Church, nowhere in the scripture do we transform our God to us. All over the scripture, He changes us in Him. So Lord, I get the problem. It's not that you need a fixing. God, I get the problem. I need a fixing in my life. I'm the problem. John says in 1 John 5, and this is the victory that has overcome it's our faith so I say God fix me fix my faith fix me because that is the victory that overcomes this world Lord I no longer want what was meant to give me life to give me freedom I no longer want what was to give me joy I don't want it now to become burdensome to me and I've recognized it has nothing to do with this and nothing to do with you. God, fix me. Fix my faith. Fix my selfishness. Fix my pride. It's this honest, church. God, just fix me. How many of you are here today and could rejoice in this truth? That the one that really needs fixing, it's not God. He's not burdensome. His words are not burdensome. How many of us here can all share this in common and say the one who is burdensome is me. The one who does need fixing is just me. So Lord, here I am. Sacrificial obedience. Surrender to you. Fix me. How many of you, if that's you today, could stand with me and could say, Lord, I need you to fix me. I come to you. I need faith.
my relationship with you is not burdensome. Your word in my life should never be burdensome. It's me. So Lord, as we worship the Lord in song, Lord, as we worship you, you know in this room who this message was for.